Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Don't pump I'm but a dance dance. I wear these spandex pants pants. My ass looks good when I dance dance. Don't pump I just dance dance. Leg woman's when I dance. Hi everybody. Welcome to Superficial Magic, the most magical place on the internet. I am your host, Megan Granger, and today we are joined by a writer, a guide, and a very good friend of mine, Kenna Conway. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of things today, but I think the main points are moving past your comfort zone, the vortex, and being a queen. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen, and uh, I realized today that Coachella is this week, And last year at this time, I moved past the limitation that I never thought that I could. Basically, my whole entire life, I've always thought that I cannot type without looking at the computer. Um, I'm a writer, so that's very problematic that I'm looking down at my keyboard to type. It's very annoying. Last year at Coachella, I decided I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to learn how to type. And I... I'm not going to listen to that voice that says that I can't type because obviously I can. I have a functioning brain. I'm going to do it. And I did it. And now I type so fast without looking. It's so fun. I feel so, I don't know, like aligned whenever I do it. And I just hope that everybody can pick something in their life that they really think that they can't do. Get in the vortex with it. Start feeling positive about it. And, uh, Move, move past it and let us know your experience. Join the Superficial Magic Vibrators group on Facebook. We have a great time. Um, subscribe to this on Apple Podcasts. Also rate it five stars. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Hi, Kenna. Hi, Megan. We're going to start off today with some light banter. Um, I actually have it written down, light banter, because we're not very good at doing that with each other. No, we go straight into uh, I go deep mm-hmm. right away. You're actually staying with me right now. Um, I'm not sure if you are aware of that, but you are. <laughs> yes, I've been living on the couch <laughs> and I feel bad for the people who can hear us talking because it's just 24 hours a day, like deep dives. I don't. They're getting free wisdom. <laughs> so you're staying on my couch because yes. you're moving to Bali. I am. What? the fuck are you talking about well i say that i kind of travel the way that people meet partners like all of a sudden you're just like at the grocery store and someone starts talking to you and you never expected to meet them and then you're all of a sudden you're like in love and that's kind of how i make life decisions Mm. so i was gonna go on a road trip for a month to arizona and new mexico because i wanted to break out of a comfort zone that i had been in for far too long how long? Mm, pushing like almost two years. You did. Yeah, we're going to come back to that. So, okay, two years comfort zone. Go on. Two years comfort zone. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go on this road trip. I'm leaving my house, moving out. <clears throat> Had a deep attachment to this space. Mm. So I was looking at Airbnbs and everything that was left was expensive, which I didn't expect. I thought there would be like plenty of stuff in yeah, Arizona. I think like Arizona, New Mexico, they'd be like, give us 50 cents. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, and that's... there would be like tons of stuff, but apparently everyone also wanted to go there. Okay. It's getting hip. All right. So I was like, oh, wow, this road trip is not going to be as cheap as I thought. And then all of a sudden I looked at flights to go to Bali and they were only $500. And I was like, oh, wow. 
but I had this account at work that required me to be at the computer every morning for a certain period of time. And with the, I think it's 15 hours time difference, it wouldn't have worked. I would have had to been up at like 3 a.m. So I was like, okay, that's not going to work. And the next day I got pulled off the account and I was like, at first I was upset because it was like a considerable amount of money. And then I was like, well, now I can go to Bali. And so that that's how. So next week, you've never been there. I've never been there. You're packing up your stuff and a little suitcase and you're going. Yeah. What were you going to say? I'm sorry I interrupted you. Oh, um, I've had the desire to go a few times over the past five years. Everyone has. We all read Eat, Pray, Love and we're like, I need to go to Bali. But none of us move there like you're doing it. Yeah, just meaning that like I've had that like I've had different calls to go different places and I've had the call to go there several times, but all the puzzle pieces never ended up working. Mm. And then I started feeling it again like six months ago, but I wasn't thinking that I would go there. And if I was going to go, I'd be like two weeks, you know. So this is indefinite. This is indefinite. Yeah. And I have this strange feeling that it's going to be for a while. So that's why I didn't put stuff in storage. I just got rid of everything. And by got rid of everything, she means decorated my house. Yes. I yes. love you, Bali and Kenna. Um, so I just got back from New York. I kind of lost my voice. Apologies to everybody. It and sounds better now. You think? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any highlights of New York to, to give to you guys. Um, I did get roofied. <laughs> that was exciting. Um, the bad part was no one noticed because... <laughs> I am usually pretty turned up. Um, so no one noticed I was roofied. I ended up chasing our friend Rachel around the Airbnb because she had mozzarella sticks. And I was like, I want a mozzarella stick. Like, give me one because I'm roofied out of my mind. And she was like, no, you're scaring me. And like, they had to put me to bed and whatever. And then the next day they were telling me about it. And I was like, well, you should have just given me a mozzarella stick. And she was like, Megan, they were egg rolls. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was on a different planet. Mama was hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, I got roofied once. Did you? Yeah, in Brazil. Oh my gosh. It's intense. Yeah, it's gnarly. The next day I could like barely walk. I felt so sick. I was so, so sick, but I still got it together. Went to a vegan restaurant, went strong, um, and then did the Adderall and Compliments show. So if anybody, if there's a like sham. a roofie award out there, I'd like to win it. Um it was really interesting to live in a house with seven girls for almost a week because there was no time to meditate, no time to think by yourself, no mm-hmm. time to whatever. And um, I, I, it was fine. But when I came back, I was just, I'm a little wound up. Yes. Yeah. Have you noticed? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I just almost had You my... love to travel. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I just love it. Flying, uncertainty. Not being with my cat. It's my favorite. Um, I just had a panic attack for like the first time in a year. So yeah, we were out in the lobby and I was like, pardon me, I'm panicking. So yeah, but it, it, it was it like a full yeah, panic attack? It, it was. I mean, I it, was on, it was on the verge. I could have either, okay. go, I could have gone either way. Like if I would have gone there, yeah. you would have had to carry me out to the car. But oh boy. Yeah. I would have been roofied on panic. Oh. <laughs> So, Kenna, you were talking, because last night we I kept you up till 2 a.m. talking about what we wanted to talk about today. Um, somebody in the Superficial Magic Vibrators Facebook group asked what the vortex is, which I thought was so funny because 
you are always saying that you don't feel like the vortex is well explained at all. Yeah. And that Abraham Hicks, who I'm obsessed with, doesn't do a great job of explaining it. So I was like, what better time than to have Kenna on and explain to us what the vortex is? My interpretation. I yes. Guess. Yes, of course. So as we were discussing last night, I think that the vortex is being in alignment with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that Abraham has described it, I've always kind of found it a bit uh, like unreachable. Like it's like, okay, like get abstract. Into the yeah, yeah, abstract. Like get into the vortex. Okay, but how? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I guess we were saying before that for me right now, Bali would be part of the vortex. Yeah, I, I was trying to like, I, I was listening to a video about it this morning and they were like, you know, it's like when you're watching an athlete and he's in the zone, the flow, the flow, yeah, state. the flow. And I don't, you know, I don't like athletics um, or anything like that. But it's for me, it's like when you're watching Beyonce at the Super Bowl and she clicks in and mm-hmm. you're like, whoa, she is tapped into something infinite intelligence. We are no longer watching Beyonce from Dallas, Destiny's Child. This is like. This yeah, is something a different. Channeled. This is channeled. Yeah. Um, so to me, th- th- there's hundreds of vortexes in every second, and you can choose to tap into them and kind of get out of yourself and into flow. But it's really, really difficult at first for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's different ways of aligning with yourself, whether that's like a meditation practice or mm-hmm. getting people out of your life that are really like inhibiting you from being in that alignment. Can you go? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, no, you you are so in my vortex. Um, so I was meditating this morning while you were getting coffee and there's two things in my life right now that are driving me nutso whatso, as my mother would say. Mm-hmm. Um, one has to do with a boy. One has to do with a friend. I did tell a boy that um, my feelings ran very deep. He did reject that. So it's been on my mind. Um, and then just a disagreement with a friend. And they kept coming back, coming back, coming back. And I don't. there's nothing more to be said about the subjects. I've said it all. They're deep rabbit holes of different feelings of pain that I could go down but I don't want to anymore. Like it is what it is. So I was kind of noticing, I was like, okay, so the thoughts about the guy are like B98 FM frequency. This is one of my childhood radio stations, like love songs at night. Okay. And then the things about the friend are like KKRD, this really hectic thing. And I can feel myself tuning into these two different stations. Mm -hmm. And what I want to do, because those stations are not in the vortex. The vortex is a station high above all this bullshit. Yeah. And so I was trying to tune into it today and trying to stop thinking about this, but it truly is like uh, emotional weightlifting. Like you have to practice because the thought doesn't just go away easily. Well, and the thought is being in from my understanding or perspective, the thought is being driven by so many things. So I think you have to be one thing that I'm, that I like to talk about is not spiritually like bypassing. Mm -hmm. So you can't just like all of a sudden be like, oh, I'm going to be so positive and just completely push this down because you will keep bypassing is, is like, um, it, it, we all know people like that. And I certainly have been like that in my life before, but they're just like, 
something can be going really wrong and they'll just be like, no, I'm positive. I'm whatever. And they're not dealing with their shit at all. They're just. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just another way of avoiding denial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But how long do we have to fuck with the stuff that's holding us back? Because to get into the vortex, you just have to feel good. Like that's what I finally started to do this morning was to pick thoughts that felt really innocently good. They weren't deep. It was like my cat used to be a kitten. Um, I get to go eat my favorite Amy's bean burrito uh, kombucha. And I started to feel better. But so how how much do we need to go into the shit and how much do we need to? Well, I think that you have to take like full responsibility for why you're attracting something and you're going to look at like, okay, how is this related to my childhood? How is this related to my belief system? So from my perspective or experience, it's not just let me focus like on my cat. It's also doing the work to get rid of whatever is underneath that Mm -hmm. that's driving these negative experiences. And then you can start to really change things and you can do it in conjunction with aligning yourself with higher thoughts because everything is just a bit of a training. And like I have a teacher who says, like, don't be lazy, don't mm-hmm. be lazy with your thoughts, but also do the other work. I When I was listening to a to a YouTube thing about it this morning, it was like you go from being human, which mm-hmm. I feel like is doing the work mm-hmm. to being um, non-physical, which is receiving the vortex and receiving everything and you just keep doing it over and over and over again. Yeah. So I think that there's, there's both to be had. Um, I think that when you're like, if you're going to be working with higher frequencies or energies, I think that that is more of a, that's someone who has a really intense spiritual practice that can start to channel that and mm-hmm. get completely like drop out of something. I think for the average person that is like not, that attainable in a moment, you know, right. I think that's somewhere you can aspire to get to, but that's hard to just all of a sudden, like, it's drop out of really, it. really, really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to put that in the universe, but it is. It's it's really, you know, what? it's not hard. It's different. We're not used to it. Um, We're not used it's to it. It's simple, not easy. It's simple, not easy. <sighs> yeah, I was thinking about it because we were talking about how Bali is in the vortex for you. Mm -hmm. And it's not something you can rationally think about. Like your vortex isn't in your thoughts and it's just kind of an instinct. Yeah. Yeah. It's like hits of intuition. Like I need to go to this coffee shop right now. And then you meet someone there and all of a sudden they have a job opportunity for you. Or I don't know why I need to go to Bali and get rid of all of my stuff, but I have to. And I know that something will be there waiting for me. Mm hmm. And sometimes it's rational. Sometimes it makes sense, but sometimes it doesn't. Right. Most of the time in my life, it does not make sense at all. Yeah. And you just have to get comfortable trusting that. And the more you do it, it's like a muscle. The more you do it, then the more you can trust it and go with it. I'm having a lot of trouble for the first time in my life. And I think that's where the panic attack came from this morning. Mm -hmm. Like just trusting. There's a lot to let go of, especially Mm -hmm. this guy um, who's been in my life for like four years. And I've never felt like I I can't let go, like n- something isn't going to replace it, you know, like yeah. I feel like I, I can't let go. And I've never felt that way before. And I know it's, you know, everything you're going through is always a spiritual lesson that you need and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But uh, it feels really insurmountable. Yeah. I mean, 
practicing detachment is uncomfortable. It's, I don't like it. The mind has nothing to grasp onto, and it's like you're out of control, essentially. And I think a lot, a lot of people are control freaks. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Like it felt, it felt like I had no control over every anything, mm-hmm. and I felt completely like an out of body experience. Like, what's my brain to think about? What's it to do? Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, like there's the this idea of creating our realities and I definitely think that we co-create them. So we're working with higher forces and we talk have- to us about that. Yes. Okay. So creating our own realities, mm-hmm. we're working with higher forces and what? Yeah. You're working. Maybe, you know, if you resonate with God or spirit or universe, you're working with that to create what you see. And so I just saw a ton of purple lights around your head. Ooh. okay. Keep going. So I work, I think I mentioned this woman last time, Taylor Eyewalker. And the first time that I sat down with her for a session, she was like, there's nobody out there. It's all you. And, you know, if we look at like these people that you are talking about, this friend and this guy, if you look at it like, why did I attract them? What in me created this situation? Mm -hmm. It's the, it's taking responsibility for everything that shows up in your life, which is not easy i think we've been taught to look outside of ourselves and blame but when you start to take more responsibility for everything that's sort of showing up there is karma and dharma i believe playing a part in that so not everything you're going to be able to create you're not god but i do think you have a lot of power in what is showing up and so like let's say me with a guy he just won't give me what I want. He's unavailable. And then, you know, I get rid of him and I, another one shows up. This is an actual pattern of mine. <laughs> it's not just theoretical. <laughs> you know, and then another one shows up and another one. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm creating this. Mm-hmm. I'm not attracting the unavailable man. I am attracted to the unavailable man because I am the unavailable woman. Right. And to me, anything that's available would feel unsafe and I would be like, you'll get away. So this man that I love, mm-hmm. um, so he, let's just, you know, I'm, I'm boiling it down to something. Let's just say he doesn't love me back, which mm-hmm. let's, so would that be mirroring a part of myself that doesn't love myself? Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I mean, I know about the situation in more detail than you've shared now but i think it's why are you willing to accept someone who isn't willing to go Mm -hmm. the extra mile with you you know what part of you is like devaluing yourself right you know or what part of you wants to be in pain what part of you is afraid of something real Mm -hmm. he fits into the pattern of the kind of men that you're with so yeah you know you're i think you're on the edge of letting go of that pattern and like you let go of another person that also had that pattern And then sure enough, a couple months later, this one re-entered. And also like looking at them and being like, okay, I have this specific pattern with them. And how does that live in me? And if I can clear it in me, I'll clear it on the outside. So what are some ways that you clear patterns? Because your hypnosis things that you released, um, they're on your website. We'll plug that at the end. They're free. They're amazing. Um, they, They help me clear a lot. But what are other ways? So, yeah, working with the subconscious to change the belief systems. The first time I think I heard the idea that all of our belief systems create a reality is during Theta Healing Training. So, yeah, clearing out those beliefs and also clearing out 
memories, reprogramming, going back in. Because like we talked about last time, the mind doesn't know the difference between real or imagined. Mm -hmm. So you are actually able to go in and like ask yourself, you know, bring up that feeling of unworthiness in your body and then ask yourself, where did this first originate from? And usually if you're under hypnosis, you'll get taken back to a memory and then you can go in and reprogram it and give everyone in the memory exactly what they would need to be their highest and best self and have a positive outcome. And that starts to shift things. And for the deeper issues, you need to repeat it. And it's easier to do if you have someone guiding you, like I was working with someone one-on-one who was helping me, Um, but you can also do it through recordings. And at this point, like I just do things kind of improv for myself, but I think that's probably challenging for people. Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't know where to begin. But yeah. I, is this kind of on the same wavelength as that? I was doing my artist way mm-hmm. pages the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but, but, yeah, I started writing my life story from a totally different person's perspective and just telling it in a totally different way. Yeah, it's rewriting the narrative. The only difference between doing that or something like affirmations is that you're in uh, your normal everyday brainwave. Right. You're not as relaxed. So you're not going to be able to hit the subconscious is going to be from the conscious mind. So you would need to take yourself under and then rewrite the story to have more of a potent effect. Or okay. another way that I like, and I think I talked about this last time is Kundalini yoga. It works with the subconscious in a really deep way, not as targeted, mm. but all of a sudden, I think I was telling you this last night, all of a sudden, you just don't want to drink alcohol or see that person. It's so weird. It just removes things. It starts to clear out people. So it clears out things in your outer reality and then it clears them out on the inner level too. So it, like you can do that online too if people live in a city where there isn't. Kundalini. Yeah, there's this thing called Rama TV mm. and you can get like an unlimited membership. I think it's twelve ninety nine per month. So it's totally affordable and they have all the teachers and there's tons of classes and this lady, Guru Jagat, does a 30-minute lecture in the beginning of each class, and she really goes into the teachings. She's really well-versed in the teachings, and she explains it in a very, like, relatable way. She's kind of snarky and funny. She's from New York. Ooh. Yeah. What's her name? Guru Jagat. Guru Jagat. Come be on the show. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. She's funny. Reprogramming your beliefs is um, a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And then there's also, like, trauma work. That can also be done with the rewiring of the the memories, but they say that trauma lives in the body. So, you know, you can even go on the body level with like somatic body work and there's a bunch of different modalities. I was doing like a couple weeks of doing these different meditations with myself and going like deep into my tea practice and deep into my Kundalini meditations. And I would do the hypnosis before bed and I just like hit something and all of a sudden it was just like something burst like Mm. energetically and I started sobbing. Oh my goodness. And I felt such an opening in my heart. And for the next week I felt so much more open and I felt different ever since. So is this kind of, can we talk about your two year experience? Sure. So Kenna went through like truly a two year deep depression Yeah, I wouldn't even say, I would say that it was more fear than depression. Mm. Like I was nearly agoraphobic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're a world traveler. You go everywhere by yourself. This is not your usual No, like the grocery store was hard for Mm -hmm. me to go to. 
Yeah. It was next level. You got really, really deep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was, there was obviously a lot of depression too, but like the driving force was the fear. And so was this kind of what helped you overcome that two year experience? I mean, I do so many things. Uh, Taylor, I Walker really held my hand through these two years and was so good with me and just really supported me throughout the entire thing. I mean, I worked with hypnotists. I took herbs. You know, I've seen like a bunch of psychiatrists. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd say it from both angles. It wasn't yeah. just one thing. When you talk sometimes, like it's easy for me to be like, I can't, I can't do all of that. So I'm not going to do any of it. Yeah. Because you, you, this is your life's purpose. Like you really go deep and us mere mortals aren't probably ever going to hit it from all sides. Like you have been. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to really. No, I think you can take small steps. Mm -hmm. You know, you can just start a Kundalini class once a week or you can pick up some herbs and begin experimenting with them. I'm taking three different uh, elixirs from this girl, Sophia Rose. And one is called Octelio and another one's Hawthorne and then Damiana. I think it's a mixture of like plants and then roots. Ooh. And one, the Hawthorne is for connecting you back to the earth when you feel like, you know, you're from somewhere else and you just don't feel like you belong here. And then the Octelio is really reconnecting you with your feminine and helping you work through like the woman who created it she hadn't gotten her period in like i don't know a couple years or something and she started taking it and within like a month on the full moon she got her period Ooh, yeah so that can help with you know that or body issues anything to do i think with the feminine and then the damiana is also to do with your feminine pleasure sexuality and so I've been taking them in conjunction with each other. And I reached out to Sophia and I was like, can I use all of these at once? And she was like, yeah, they'll work well together. They're good for depression also. And so my experience has been different from hers, but it's been interesting. That is so strange, but it's been powerful. It's well, I think working with plants, it's subtle. You know, it's not like when you start taking an antidepressant, it's like, oh, I feel this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's not coffee. No, you like feel the good. Well, I also feel coffee really intensely. That's but, what I mean. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you. So it's like slowly you start to feel things and it's subtle, but also Ugh, boring <laughs> slowly, slowly. But like, OK, for instance, this is like this is a big deal. I tried on, I put on shorts the other day and they mm-hmm. were like really tiny and I was in like the direct sunlight and I was like, Ugh, I have like, I hate my cellulite. And I was like, I, normally I would get really upset right. and I gained weight from this last antidepressant that they put me on. Normally I would freak out. But this time I was like, I feel that it's more important to hold the vibration of confidence than it is to be worried about the weight that I put on because the worry and the like lack of self-confidence is going to be stronger than the actual weight. Right. Like I didn't put on that much weight, but even if I had, I think, you know, it's like a woman of any size who's really confident exudes something. Mm-hmm. And so instead of taking the shorts off, which I normally would have and been like upset, I just wrapped something around my waist and went out and went to the beach anyway. Love it. Yeah. That's huge for you. That's really huge. And yeah, I went down to San Diego to visit my family and there was a scale in the hotel and I stepped on the scale and I was like, oh my God, my scale has been broken. 
it was 10 pounds heavier than my scale at home. Mm. And the first day or two, I wasn't too stoked about it. But (laughs) I've just been trying to go back to that, like, confidence is more important. And just, like, being in that that state and just trusting that my body will work itself out and being really generous and gentle to myself. Like, I gained this weight because I've tried literally 10 different antidepressants in the past Mm -hmm. year and a half. So you're you're right like holding the vibration of something powerful is so much more important than going down our insecure old story old belief rabbit hole kind of thing so yeah yeah, I've been trying to do the same I don't know if I've had the same level of success but I'll give you some of my herbs (laughs) Uh, hopefully it'll work in three years um (laughs) so you gave me a quote yesterday it's actually what the name of this podcast is. Can you tell it to us? I think it was something. I'm not going to get it right. Um, it was something like make yourself into a queen and everything will come. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. So that kind of resonates with what you were just saying to me. Totally. Yeah. Totally. That's exactly kind of the thinking is that be in your confidence, be in your radiance, be in your magnificent self. And that's going to read. And also like, we've talked about this before. You've said this to me where you're like, God, like being insecure is so boring. Mm -hmm. And like being a woman who hates her body is like so unoriginal. Mm -hmm. And we all know that woman who is really confident in herself and it's not necessarily based on what she looks like. And it like, it's so attractive and it's so inspiring And I really struggle with that because it's like I try to promote like body positivity or that sort of that sort of thinking and get out of this rigid, very um, unrealistic Mm -hmm. ways of thinking about women's bodies. But at the same time, I've always really struggled with my own body. So I felt kind of caught Mm. and like people love to hate on the Kardashians, but like thank God for them because they started to usher in like this new body absolutely even though now it's a little bit different but you know and women like ashley graham and i love her yeah like so much like she's so beautiful and like funny and cool and just like does not give a fuck like we've been listening to cardi b all morning uh she is everything Mm -hmm. rihanna when Mm -hmm. rihanna gained weight she was just like yeah whatever i'm still gonna wear the same stuff yeah she's i just love all of them so much Mm -hmm. um I was talking to the, I, this girl hit my car and I had to get a rental car. Mm -hmm. So I called yesterday because they hadn't given me one yet. And I was being so nice. I was like, hi, I'm so sorry. Um, I need my rental car actually. And they kept transferring me around Mm -hmm. to people and they would always end up transferring me to this guy named Joe. Joe was not there and it would just hang up on me like over and over. And I'd be like, don't transfer me to Joe, please. Finally, this happened three times. And I was like, no more. So I called and I was Beyonce and I was like, hi, I need my rental car. I have stuff to do today and I need it now. And I just acted like I was this queen. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, yes, ma'am, right away, ma'am. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you don't I don't want to be an asshole, but there's yeah. a difference between that. En- like it, it's it's an energy state that is just. um, It's commanding. It's commanding, but it's not mean no it's not demanding it's just commanding so like it's very kundalini yoga ish to just be like 
with your presence, with your sound current, you can command the space, you can command the energy. And it's mm-hmm. still like with grace and kindness, I think, like be a benevolent queen, you know, be open hearted. But also don't take any shit. Right. Yeah. You know, I think that there's a fine line with that because I'm like, it's way easier for me to not take shit. Mm -hmm. You're a New Yorker. Yeah. 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 So I think like really staying in that open hearted place and staying in that grace is something that I work on. Mm -hmm. We have opposite problems. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, like a little bitch and you're a bitch. Yeah. (laughs) We have to try a big bitch. (laughs) (laughs) yeah we need to uh teach each other our ways but uh i'm trying i'm gonna hiccup trying to think of what else uh ray will you make a a note of what time this is at okay cool um you what what's your i have a interesting queen story okay great give it to me um so i guess it was a year and a half ago i was I was in that lost space and I was kind of looking towards certain women and being like, how do I like embody that? How do I channel that? You know, I'm looking at the different queens. Um, How long did you have to look at a picture of me for mm, to get inspired? You were my first one. (laughs) You're on my vision board. Thank you. (laughs) I don't have a vision board. I need to make one. I'm making one on Tuesday. I've never made one. It was funny. I thought this was a funny joke. Maybe it's too mean. Um, We can cut it out if it is. But Uh we were um, on an escalator in New York and they carried this guy uh, across on a stretcher who was just totally unconscious and he was going to be fine. He Mm -hmm. just had a bad trip or something. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I put him on my vision board when I was roofied because like he was still doing better than me. (laughs) It was great. Okay. Poor guy. I know. Maybe that wasn't nice, but uh, queen story. Back to oh, it. Oh, queen story. Okay. So, yeah, I was looking at these different women, and then I had recently started a new job working with this company, and I got an email to be brought on for this giant project. And I can't say who it is because it's not out yet, but, like, she's one of the main... She's someone we've mentioned. Can we say that, or could we have to cut it out? Um, sure. She's yeah. someone we've mentioned today. Yeah. I mean, she's one of the obvious, like, if you think of, like, the famous queens, right. like, not literal queens, but queens of the world, you she would come it's into Queen mind. It's Queen Elizabeth, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth called me. <laughs> she needs a new ad campaign. She needs some hypnosis. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they brought me on for this project, and... I was like, oh, my God, this is one of the women that I was like looking at. And for each of the projects, we'll get a brand book that kind of breaks down like exactly what the client is thinking of and like the vibe and different keywords and that sort of thing. And so for the keyword page, there was all these words. And in the middle written in big letters was manifest Mm. and manifest had literally nothing to do with what we were working on. We were all kind of like, why is this word here? But it was so, it was like, okay, here's the, here's a little sign, a wink. A little winky. Yeah. And we were working through the weekends and I was in tea camp at the same time. That's literally the dorkiest thing you've ever said. Continue. I mean, I think there's more that I could say. I was learning how to serve tea in the ceremonial style during the weekends. And so my team, my brainstorm team 
was planning our meetings around my tea camp and i was like we're working on like the biggest thing that i've ever worked on and they've ever worked on and they're planning the schedule around my tea camp so it was like mega manifestation so cool yeah you manifested the perfect job and you can do it from bali yeah like you're keeping this job yeah another crazy part of that story is like a probably two years ago i had lunch with this woman and she works for this cool company and there was a position opening up and it was remote and it paid really well and i was like oh this could be cool and she was like i'm just worried like i see you growing in your own thing and your blog and everything and i don't want to take away from it mm. and she was like but i'll give your resume to my guy if you want so i gave it it never worked out i ended up seeing the woman who got hired and she was on her way to move to bali and Whoa. i was like oh like that would have been so cool to have a nice remote job and live in bali and and now now i'm doing that ah hey yeah <laughs> um what about, will you tell them what was, I don't know if this really applies, but what was written on my building? Oh, yeah. So there was this graffiti artist who came by while you were in New York and it said, I am worthy of everything I deserve. And I didn't want to tell you what it was or take a picture and send it to you because I wanted you to be surprised when mm. you got home. And saw this written across my home. But then the angry man who owns the building painted over it. God, he's so weird. He paints over everything beautiful and leaves the dumbest shit up. Have yeah, you noticed painted, that? Well, he painted like half. It looks like so strange because he left like a bunch of it up. So it's like blue, bright blue with like words written on it. And then this like big silver block. And like, have you seen the picture up there? It's like two wrestlers. Like, I love the message, but it's like two male wrestlers with masks on making out. No, I I'm like okay, I, like that. great message. I love it, but can you also leave up that I'm worthy of my desires, or yeah. you, you know, I mean, like, yeah, because um, that's also important. And yeah. you keep covering up all my messages from the universe and leaving like there's like a he's your shadow. He's my shadow. Hey, <laughs> <I> um, <laughs> he never lets me park anywhere I want. He's yeah, he's my shadow. Uh, we did write down that we wanted to touch on the shadow really briefly. Mm -hmm. Um. Because we we're both having problems with uh, with trying to cut off our shadows sometimes, and then you project it onto other people, and it's a whole nightmare. Mm -hmm. So what what do you, what do you suggest to do to get to get in touch with shadow work? Hmm. Journaling. I mean, I think Debbie Ford is a good. God, I love her. Is a good person to go and look into. She has some really good books, Light Chaser, and. I think the shadow is is the darker stuff. It's the stuff that we don't want to see. It's the part of us that is jealous. It's the part of us that is competitive. It's the part of us that is afraid. Mm -hmm. And they say that if you push the shadow away, it just grows. Yeah. And there's power in your shadow. So let's say you're competitive. The power in that is that you're probably going to work really hard. So mm -hmm. if you learn or like, let's say you have an addictive personality, like gone wrong, that's definitely a shadow. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> <laughs> but gone right, you're going to become like super addicted to the, you know, your work or helping people if you can channel. I always say that people who struggle with addiction, they have a special gift because they're channeling a lot of energy. The way that I see it, it's like they have something driving them towards those addictions. Mm -hmm. And if you learn how to re-channel that energy into positive things, and I've seen people do it, 
you get so much done. Yeah. So it's kind of just like owning these traits of yourself. Yeah. You're like, ew, that's gross. I, I don't want to, I don't want to be a jealous person. I don't want to be yeah. an angry person. I don't want to be blah, 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 blah. But you're a human being and yeah. we all are all of those things. So it's kind of getting in touch with it and owning it. And when mm-hmm. you see something negative in somebody. Yeah. What really annoys you is and what pisses your you shadow off. is. Yeah. Yeah. I was having this conversation with my friend. Um, he's a stand up and he was he. It's so funny that you said the Kardashian thing because he was just going off about the Kardashians, mm. which is so weird. People love to hate that. I, I know. But I feel like that train kind of past Uh i I don't know it was uh, he was just like they suck blah 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 blah, blah. like all they need is attention and i'm like dude you are the biggest attention whore i've ever and there's nothing wrong with that but why can't he see that he's like yeah just projecting his yeah want onto kim's beautiful giant ass (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i feel like they represented all of our country's superficiality Mm -hmm. and you know like ego excess and desire for fame and wealth and everyone was just like projecting it onto them but it was like they are representing our entire culture yeah 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 so i think when you realize something i don't know if you're around somebody and you're like wow they're really annoying and your friend's like yeah they were a lot of the times you're both going to be annoyed by something different in that person. Mm-hmm, and yeah. so that's your shit. Not mm-hmm. that's, you know, own it, journal about it. Yeah. Try to try to channel it properly. Mm-hmm. You know, like if it's an, if it's if you have an addictive personality, deal with the unhealthy aspect of the addiction. Yeah. But accept and then just like let it go. I think like also getting out of these categories of like I am x Mm, yeah you know like we all have the capacity to be everything i was reading something that sophia rose i want to tag her i want to give her instagram handle because she posts really great stuff and she has amazing herbs but she posted something about how she went on a retreat and two she had two interactions with different women and one woman came up and was like can we talk and she was like you're really triggering stuff in me from like i see the young me in you Mm. And then another woman at a different point came up to her and kind of was like, I so admire your grace. And the two women saw very different aspects of her. One woman saw kind of her neediness. Mm. And I forget what exactly what it was. I'm probably going to mess it up. But like her desire for compassion, her need for compassion from other people. And then the other woman saw like her grace and her sensitivity. And she was like, I am all of those things. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Because they're they're the same thing like neediness and sensitivity is just the different side of the same mm-hmm. coin and i think you know like i think jealousy is one that a lot of people have a lot of trouble owning yeah um i went through that yeah i remember you because you that's not your normal no it was so but i also think like i always get i always manifest lessons if i need to understand something so i remember like i had a friend who I felt was jealous of me in a specific area. And like, I realized it's because she had had this dream and she never acted Mm. on it. She was considerably older than me. And I was like, oh, wow. And, but I was like, oh, like, just get over your insecurity. Like, stop being so jealous. Like, can't you just be happy for me? And I just cut her out Mm. and I never told her I need to make an amends and explain to her why. 
And then fast forward probably a year and all of a sudden I had this deep jealousy over a friend's success that I don't even want. Mm-hmm. Like it's nothing in the field of what I do, but I was struggling. It was the beginning of my entering into this dark two years. But, you know, I, I was, I had gained 20 pounds. I didn't like my job. I wasn't making a lot of money. Like nothing was working. Yeah. And she was having this totally like opposite experience. And I remember feeling this deep jealousy and I didn't even want to be around her because I didn't want to bring mm. that. I didn't want to trigger it more. And I didn't want to bring that energy to her. So I was right. like, this is gross. Mm-hmm. And not. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, like we do think it's gross, but also it's just you care. Like jealousy is just, that's what Debbie Ford is like. If you're jealous, it's like, oh my God, I care about this. I want this. I like, you know, there's so much power in it. So yeah. Yeah. At first it was like, oh my God, I was like, this is so gross. Cause I had never, not that I had never experienced it, but it wasn't my typical experience. I had felt really like more abundant mindset of just like, there's something for everyone and I'm doing well and you can do well too. How can I help you? Mm. And then I really got to experience the jealousy and I experienced it in other ways too for those two years in like a kind of dark way. And now I understand it so much and I don't think I would have that judgment if someone was jealous of me. Like I remember I had a friend say like, oh, I'm so jealous of X about you. And I was just like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't see her as this like villain Mm -hmm. or want to push her away. I was just like, yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> you should be jealous. <laughs> you're you're tapped into your queen, Kenna. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, I will say that I had, I manifested a, a teacher who helped me step into that. And she really pushed me to step into that. The, the queenness? The queenness in a way that was like getting rid of those negative beliefs. She challenged me so deeply on a negative belief. Mm. that it really and she also like just also supported me in a positive way to step into my self-worth and it was such a tough lesson I've had so many challenging lessons these past two years um and I'm so grateful now yeah but I had to go through so many feelings and so much resentment like my work with Taylor Iowalker she started making me journal on resentments every night oh gosh and so I was like wow, I am so resentful. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little monster. <laughs> a little Kenna monster. Mm-hmm. Well, Kenna, you're going to be a little Kenna monster in Bali, and mm-hmm. we're going to miss the fuck out of you. Where can they follow you on social media to get all of your uh, your travels? To get all of my stuff. Um, I have to start doing everything again. I think I'm going to start vlogging. Yes. Again, I ran a poll on Instagram. Amazing. So you can find me on Instagram at Kenna Conway. Spell it, please. K-E-N-N-A-C-O-N-W-A-Y. Love. And then the website is K-E-N-N-A.com. Shout out to Donna. Donna is in the Vibrators group on Facebook. Yes. And she really is like a big supporter of me. And Mm -hmm. for years i've had online courses on my plan of actions with taylor and of course i've never done them Mm -hmm. and then donna was like please do online courses please do online courses and when i did this last in-person course create a couple months ago at my house so many people couldn't make it because of scheduling yep that were in la and then there were people out of la who obviously couldn't attend so then i ran another poll 
Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> How many people would do you prefer in person or uh, online? And so many people want to do online, I guess, because of everyone's busy schedules and you can do it at your own pace. So I think you will be seeing some of that for me. They're so in good. The, in the near. And you're offering them for free future. right now on your website. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's very it's very limited. There's just one right, right now. Um, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm creating an, a new brand and I'm working with some of the designers that I work with and we're going to come up with some cool graphics and I can't wait. Yeah. I have a name. I went through a naming process for the name and then I also have a name for what I would call the hypnosis. Cause we were, we didn't know what to call it the last time mm-hmm. I have a name, but I think I did. I think I threw out some names last night that you hated. That last night? You threw them out on the podcast last time. Oh, okay. I was roofied last night. (laughs) (laughs) I roofied you. Um, You guys, it has been so good talking to you. Um, I hope you have an amazing week and weekend, and we will be with you next week. This is what you gotta do. Ain't no treadmill. No, no. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.